Hey guys, thank you for joining us. I'm Candy with Candy in the Neighborhood and this is Pastor Mario Gomez. We are here hey to guys. talk to you guys about godly man or godly men. What does a godly man really look like? This is awesome because until I came to Christ and even maybe two years after I was in Christ, did I really understand what a godly man was and what he looked like and what his characteristics. So if you've never joined us before, my name is Candy again and I'm Candy in the Neighborhood. This is Pastor Mario um, Gomez. We are always here on Mondays, Facebook Live at 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I just want to let you guys know that we do a little something here. We, um, in the comments, please put where you're from. City and state, let us know where you're watching from. So city and state, and at the end, remember, we have to pray. Yeah. So city and state, where you're from, let us know. Tag friends. Um, share. We're going to be talking. All women, all you single ladies, all you married ladies, y'all need to check this out because we're going to be talking about what a godly man looks like yeah. and five different characteristics of a godly man. What East Side is here. Hey, Lisa, Lisa Erica, and Erica. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to get right into it. And number one, if you're taking... Um, if you're taking notes, number yeah. one is the first characteristic is a step up. They're going to lead, initiate, be a man of action, assume it is your job and at your moment. You need to reject apathy and passivity. And when I read this, dude, because believe it or not, I'm, I used to be super passive. Super, super passive. And we get this. If you want to check out scripture to go along with it it's second samuel 10 7 to 12 hi eliza so um yeah second samuel 10 7 to 12 and also ezekiel twenty-two thirty. so the reason why um us guys need to step up again um it says that over 85 percent of men in the united states claim to be christian but only uh, one in five men actually go with their wives to church. And this is wow. just married couples. So, yeah, we're not doing that well. And as we know, in our society, men need to step up. We, uh, unfortunately, the lines have been blurred and uh, of what a man is, what a godly man looks like. And by far, I'm a work in progress. Yeah. I'm not saying that I have it all together, but I'm striving to be... Uh, a godly man and so today you know we're going to talk about those things and the first thing is lead when we lead we shouldn't lead out of um you know i'm man hear me roar mm -hmm. we should be leading out of being first and this is being first in everything mm -hmm. in spiritual matters in finances and i want to say something about this when you are leading sometimes there, there's times and areas that you have to submit to your spouse or your significant other because mm -hmm. let's just be real. Yeah. Some of them are better in certain areas than us guys are. Now, Candy. Candy, she has the Midas touch. She's really good at finances. Um, man, so when we talk about finances, I, uh, I submit to her and I'm be like, all right, you take lead in this area about finances. So first of all, you have to, when you are a man and you're a man of action and you're going to step up, don't assume 
um, you know, the position of, you know, I'm man, hear me roar, you know, it's my way or the highway. We don't want that. We want men to be able to step up, to lead, and to initiate, initiate in all things. Um, For me, I grew up in a home without a father. So my father left when we were, when I was seven. So we grew up in a fatherless home. So there wasn't a father figure. My mom was very strong. She, um, man, she was no nonsense. She was very strong. She was the lead and she took lead. So she kind of taught us that. So in that, um, when you are dealing with a godly man, Sometimes you can step on his toes, ladies, and what happens is you have to let the man lead. It's not my word. It's not his word. It's God's word. Um, There's a reason why God made them to lead. And just like he said, there's some things that the women have strength in. So if the woman does have strength in finances and he can't badge it, Budget of a she was a boss she was a boss and so you can't you don't know how to budget well you're gonna use your guys' strength remember that in a in a couple it's it's like you're trying to um you're trying to find who has what gifts and right. use them so what we're we're seeing as a for me I, I couldn't recognize a godly man because I didn't grow up with a godly man in my home. Yeah. So I didn't, I couldn't recognize that. And my mom was a lead. Yeah. And for, for me, um, I, you know, I had my dad, my dad was, you know, a godly man, but also I had a very, and I still do have a very strong character, very strong willed mom. So (laughs) to see them uh, work together and it was cool where I would see my dad be like, you know what, Susie? Um, you know better in this area or you're, you're, you know, you function better in this area to hand over um, that lead to her and to submit to each other. I know in the day and age that we live in submission, even as dudes, we don't want to be submitted. You know, I mean, when you, when we watch UFC, we don't want to be put to sleep. We don't want to be submitted. We don't want to tap out, but you know, sometimes there's a time where, uh, we need, or there is a time, and the time is now is to submit one to another. Mm-hmm. So submission is just isn't one way; yeah. it goes back and forth. Well, in that too, submission we've seen it as a bad word. Submission isn't bad, and then I'm sorry to right. tell you, you're submitted to somebody. If you work <laughs> for somebody, you're submitted to that employer. Um, you're submitted to somebody. You're the law, authority. We are submitted to authority. So you're always submitted to somebody. But one thing I'm going to tell you. Hi, hi Raymond. Oh, I'm so glad you're watching. Okay, so I got a little distracted. But if you are able to submit, what I was going to say, you can never submit one to another because the word says to submit one to another. It, the women submit to the man, but they submit one to another. You can never submit to a man you can never men you can never submit to your wife you know you guys are never going to submit together to to the goal is the home the goal is um that you guys want to have a godly home so you can't do that if you don't submit to god it's first submit to god and and the difficult part is one of the scriptures that we use is to love your wife as christ loves the church 
And before I'd be like, number one, Mm -hmm. I'm not Christ. And number two, she definitely isn't the church. So we would would use it as an excuse. But if you really think about that scripture, it's it's a tall order. Mm -hmm. It's difficult because Christ was sacrificial to the church. He was the first to serve. So us guys, are we the first in everything? Are we in the are we the first to serve? Are we the very first to uh, submit? Are we first to give up the right to say that we are right? Because yes. a lot of us do. We don't we don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like it, yes. and I'm I'm learning. I'm learning how to give up the right to be right all the time. And if you're married, just you're never gonna be right. I'm just kidding. So anyways, we just want to, number one is set up, lead and initiate. We need to be a man of action in everything. We should be. step up. Yeah, step up. Step up, lead, man, lead. That's number one. we, We really should step up. Number two is to speak out. Silence in the midst of sin is a sin. Be courageous. Fear God, not man. Speak truth in love. Now, us guys, we, we always say things like this. I want to keep it real. Like, I'm going to keep it 100. And we need to, and it's good that we 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 want to keep it real, keep it 100. Mm-hmm. But we need to wrap that in truth yeah. and in love. It's important that we wrap these things in truth and love because it is our silence that will end up hurting your relationship, your family, mm-hmm. um others around you it's important to speak out and to speak truth and not just to speak it but to live truth to live out and walk out what we speak because um sometimes we have double standards sometimes we uh we might be insecure and we we don't say that we're insecure but we give off that vibe or we might say certain things in a roundabout way instead of saying you know what i'm insecure in this area i need help um and and to be courageous to not be fearful yeah we should we shouldn't be fearful to speak out but a lot of us dudes, we don't want to speak out because why? We're, we don't want to be hurt or we don't even want to let on that something is up with us, that, that we're going through something. Yeah. And so the first thing is to speak. Find somebody. If you don't know anybody, find somebody that you could speak to mm-hmm. and speak out. Silence is never good. And as dudes, we can't have our, our tantrums. You know, where it's silent treatment, we're stomping around, mm-hmm. slamming things, not talking to our friends or significant others. We need to act like men. First Corinthians talk of, talks about act like men and do everything in love. Another thing, too, is that you may be silent. A man may be silent until he blows up. This is why your silence is not good. You need to speak out communication. And I know it's hard sometimes for men to communicate because they don't, they're not as good as expressing themselves as women. Women are, are, can express their feelings and actually talk. We love talking. Most, most women love talking. So, um, yeah, we could talk your ears off, but some women don't, some women are silent. Um, I'm not one, but I think that men need to speak. They have something to say. And especially um, in, you know, one time 
I was listening to a preaching from T.D. Jakes and he was saying that men need to open their mouth. Mm -hmm. Too many times they will not open their mouth. And this generation is just dying out. Men are just being taken out left and right. And none of them will open their mouth and stand and say something to this younger generation and tell them to rise up. Now, remember, number one was lead. Men need to be taught to lead. Yeah, men... Uh, boys will follow men. Yes. So that's how you know. If you look at Jesus's ministry, uh, Jesus, um, even in the writings about Jesus, it always said like, oh, you know, they fed 5,000 men and then it said women and children later. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of men and manly men, you know, manly men followed Jesus. And so that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I want to say is when we're leading and we're speaking out, everything should be done in love. According to, for this scripture, it'd be Proverbs 27, 5 through 6, if you're taking notes. Better is open rebuke or open rebuke than love that is concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Mm. So it's important for us to be real, to keep it a hundred, but wrap it in love. Yeah. Yeah. And Candy is right. A lot of guys, a lot of us. Um, I don't know about you, but if you know you've been in relationship before, sometimes your wife or significant other is they're very verbal. Mm-hmm. And as guys, we'll sit there and we'll take it in. You might not think that we're listening because we're playing with the remote control or maybe with your phone, um, but we are. Li- most guys are listening, and this is how you know. Usually, they're not going to react right then and there. They're going to wait a day or so. And then because they're processing it they're we're not in our fields, mm-hmm. you know, we're processing it. And then I'll be like, hey, Candy, remember we had this conversation a week or, or a day ago or two days ago, and I'll bring up the conversation. Candy's already I'm moved like, forward. What conversation? Yeah. yeah Which she, one? What she, happened? Who? She already moved forward and I'm just barely processing I'm like, it. You're barely talking yeah. about that. So, so guys, don't shut down. Even if it's a day later, still bring it up and say, hey, babe, I was listening or hey, I was listening to what you were saying and this is my thought on it. Mm-hmm. So we need to speak. We need to speak out. Do not shut down. Number three, if you're taking notes, stand strong, stand strong. Don't give in when you are challenged, attacked, or criticized. It's easy to give in. It's easy to quit. It's easy to quit on a family. It's easy to quit on a relationship. It's difficult to stay the course and stand strong. A lot of us guys, we like to run. It's easier to run away. It's easier to run to other things, whether it's alcohol, the bar, or video games, or not even pay attention to the situation that the it, that's box. at hand. Yeah, yeah. I have. I love the nothing place. I love to be able to sit there and the think about box. absolutely nothing. And then Candy will come and mess that box up and be like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about? There, you cannot think of nothing. Yes, you can't. Guys, you know what's up. You could think of absolutely nothing. So it. with this, Jeremiah chapter 1, 18 to 19. Go ahead and... and uh, Now behold, I have made you today as a fortified city and as a pillar of iron and as walls of bronze against the whole land to the kings of Judea, to its princes, to its priests, and to the people of the land. 
They will fight against you, but they will not overcome you, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. So right now there's two kinds of dudes. There's two kinds of men. One that is going to go through a storm, and two, you're about you're in a storm right now. And number two, you're about to go into one. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you're one of those guys that we need to stand strong and where, what we stand strong is on biblical values and cores. We understand that moral cores and values change with Mm -hmm. time constantly. I gave this example a a while back is look at back in the twenties, thirties and forties, maybe even into the fifties, it was cool to marry a 13 year old girl, a dude marrying a 13 year old girl if you were 20 25 years old it would that was morally okay if you try and do that now what happens you're gonna get you're gonna go to jail you're gonna get locked up so morals change over time Mm -hmm. okay but god's word stands the same so we we will stand strong on his firm foundation we could also use first corinthians 15 58 therefore my beloved brethren be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that your toil is not in vain in the lord everything we do we do unto him and we stand on him so when that happens it's easier for us to stand because we know mm-hmm. why we're there what we're made for and what uh we stand for number four if you're writing down stay humble be vigilant against pride get the log out of your own eye don't think less of yourself think of yourself less mm. Guys, we have issues of being hum- uh, not being humble. Why? Let me prove it to you. Because a lot of us are selfish. Okay, so what happens? That is my recliner, right? Yes. That steak is the biggest one. That one's mine. I need my time. I need my guy time. I'm not saying that those things are bad. We do need time. But also, it does not supersede our relationship with God or our relationships with our significant others or our children. So we need to stay humble in this. And a lot of guys are haters. Usually, um, we talk about girls being haters, but guys are haters too. We, yeah, we talk about status. We hate on status, on bank account. Um, some guys maybe hate on looks, but those are the two biggest things yeah. that guys hate on is status and bank accounts. So cars, cars, yeah, oh yeah, it's an extension of themselves. Yeah, some guys they have huge trucks, lifted, great, awesome, <laughs> and it's ex- an extension of themselves. Yeah, and so we need to be careful and we need to be vigilant against pride. Mm-hmm. We should be the first one to say. Hey, I was wrong. This is not right. We need to be first in all things. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead, Kenny. So in that staying humble, well, I think that the male ego gets in, caught up in there. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I didn't know how bad the ma- the alpha male thing was. I didn't know that if you guys all men got together... That you guys start scoping each other out, like actually start sniffing each other. I don't know what you guys do, but whatever. And um, within a few minutes, you guys know which one is the alpha male. Yeah. Um, those things, you know, that comes with your guys' male ego and with pride. And so you have to stay humble. 
Right. And you have to um, also, in your home, you know, I know that he was talking about that's my steak and that's, you know, most men, they work very hard and yeah, they should be the king of their house and um, they should, you know, have their time. But when you're teaching that, you know, to your daughters and your children that that's my steak, I get the best steak, I get this. Um, you're showing them, you know, a certain certain things. What would Jesus do? Jesus would give us the biggest steak. Yeah, he, Jesus would would give us what he wants. Right. He's selfless, not selfish. And um, men need to be more like Jesus and look more like Jesus. I'm not saying that all women got it together. You know, neither neither do I. Um, but I've, I've got to see men after men after men that were very ungodly, even though they would claim godliness. Mm. Um, the thing is that I got to see what I don't want. I got to see what I really don't want. And I can tell, um, other people that this is not right, you know? Um, but in that men have to stay humble. So that's just, you know, Jesus was the prime example of humbleness. And he wasn't a wimp. Yeah. He wasn't oh, weak. Yeah. So. And, and it's that part of staying humble to be the first to, you know, um, give up the right to be right. That, that, as you know, that's a difficult one for me. This is the second time I brought it up. Um, but just stay, having that humble heart. Yeah. Because God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. How many of us guys out there need grace? I know I need grace. Yeah. You know, I need grace because, man, sometimes I just act like a total jerk, you know, and the, and I need that grace because it allows me to continue to move on and to move forward and know that God has me as long as I continue to humble myself in the things of Christ. His mighty hand will be on us. We find that in First Peter yes. 5, 5 through 7. And the cool thing about is at the end of, towards the end of our show here, we're going to just be on the reel, no script. Talk about relationship, and so stay tuned. We're on number five. Okay, so, so num- number one was lead. A godly man leads. Number two, he speaks out. He's not silent. He speaks out. He communicates. Yeah. Number in, three. In truth and love. Yeah, in truth and love. Yeah, don't get crazy. When you're speaking, and you're speaking out of, um, you know, you're not speaking with love, then truth hurts really bad truth already hurts but truth hurts really bad and people are not going to take it all right learn how to give truth and love and number three is stay humble stand strong uh oh yeah i'm sorry stand strong number four is be humble put your male ego to the side and now pastor mario is going to tell you number five number five number five to top this off is serve the king First, seek his kingdom, his glory, his righteousness, hope in the eternal, live for a greater reward. So what is your hope in tonight? If you're a dude, what's your hope in? Is it in your bank account? We all know, dude, that that diminishes. But when your hope is in eternal things, in the heavenly things, that lasts forever. Ever yeah. for eternity. So, what are you? Where are you serving at? And and when mm-hmm. you are serving, it needs to be with that humble heart. 
It, it should be with a humble heart. Like yes. we are serving our heavenly father. So we find this in Matthew six thirty three. It reads, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. Yeah. That sounds like a good deal to me. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a very good deal. But what I notice and what I find out is as we seek God and a relationship with him, we come under his knowledge and we start looking more like him. It says that we were made in his image to be like him. Yeah. And so this is how you know, this is how you could put your bar and set a bar and say, okay, this is the standard of what a man looks like. Yeah. You know, of what a man looks like. And and not that of, of somebody who I, I want to say... You know, who takes advantage of of the significant other, your children, or lords over people. Yeah, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. We understand that religion likes to take that to another place, you know. We are talking about true godly men who have issues, yeah. like all of us have issues, who have issues in life, but they are seeking God's kingdom yeah. to be righteous and to look more like him. And, you know, the the thing is that, a godly man is always seeking God. He, I want to let you know, I've just, it took me a while to even know what a godly man looked like. I was in church and I couldn't distinguish which ones were like really not trying and after God's heart. And, and then I have discernment now. A godly man is after God. He's not perfect. He's not perfect. He's a work in progress, but he's after God's heart like after God's heart, and he will show fruit. There will be fruit. Well, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of fruit did you see to let you know, for the people that are out there, to let you know that the guy was a godly man that you were looking at? Um, I seen um, godly men, uh, one, really care about their kids. Really care about their kids. Um, going to their kids, you know, football games. Um, you know, I've even seen godly men that had other relationships before the relationship that they were in. And they didn't do more for these kids and less for those kids. They were like trying to manage. They were like taking care of all of their kids. Another thing I seen was, um, and then I would see the other godly men taking care of their 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 kids. And godly men the way they even look at their wives i was like what i i want i want somebody to look at me like that i want a a husband to look at me like that they look at their wives like they just adore their wives like they're very grateful for their wives they take care of them um and you know we were close we were a close counter in our church so we were we would um barbecue with each other so we could see so it wasn't fake we would see. And so I would see, you know, um, and, and one time I called them out, you know, I see three men of God that I would see that just each one in their different walk with Christ, a work in progress, have issues, but mighty men of God. And that was Pastor Mario, Angel, if you're out there, Angel Hinojos, 
awesome man of God. He loves his wife. He loves his kids. Saul Ramirez loves his wife, loves his kids. I seen these mighty men of God and I would see them go before the altar, cry out for their families. They weren't crying out for themselves. They were crying out for their families. And I was like, what is this? And they would put their families first. I know each of those men would die would die, take a bullet for their family. There's a lot of men that say, oh, I'll take a bullet for my family, but you won't pay child support. You know, I'll take a bullet for my children, but you can't take them to football practice because it's an inconvenience to you or you ain't got no gas money or something or you're going on a date. So there's a lot of things that people say. Their fruit, their actions speak louder than words. Actions always speak louder than words. Godly men take care of their own. Godly men run after God's heart. We know that King David was a man after God's heart. Did he have some sin in his life sometimes? Yes. He, sexual morality was in his life. But he was a man after God's heart. He would worship and praise and dance. Um, that they even thought that when he was worshiping dancing, they thought he was drunk and crazy. He had his own time with God. And so, you know, I got to see that. And I got to see, you know, my pastor, Pastor Noe um, Gomez, teaching me, you know, about what a godly man was. And then I got to open my eyes to see how, you know, how I was dealing with truly ungodly men. Yeah. You know, number one, they, they, they did not lead. Number two, they did not take care of their kids. You got to take godly men. You got to take care of your kids. If you have seven baby mamas and 10 kids, you better figure it out. You brought those kids into this world. Yeah. It wasn't just her and be a man and trust and believe. I don't care if she's difficult or not difficult. Them kids are yours and you will, you will stand before God if you didn't take care of your kids. So take care of your kids. They need a godly man. They need an example. There's too many young men out here that don't have a, that are fatherless. They need the men to rise up. We need yeah. men to rise up. Women are doing it by themselves. We are not men. That was one thing that Pastor Noe kept on telling me. Candy, you are not a man. You are not a man. Well, you know what? I had to take that role. Yeah. I had to take that role because nobody would step up to be the man. And I used to hear things like, oh, well, you don't allow him to. Well, the thing was, I don't allow men to step up because they didn't want to step up. They liked me to handle everything. It was easier. It's harder. Now, let's go into questions. It, hey, if you guys have any questions, where are my women at? Where are my men at? Any questions or comments, godly men out there, you have a comment, put it in the comment. We're reading them. Hey, Sandra, that's right, sis, right? You got you a godly man. You know. And so, look. It, we're going to just go question answers, question answers. I'm going to throw some questions out there. You guys want some, um, want some responses? Give me a question and we'll ask them. So one thing I'm going to ask you, Mario, is, okay, why would a man not take his rightful place and lead um, in a woman? When a woman's doing that, she's like, hey, we're going to church. I want, I want to get in order. You're supposed to lead. Why wouldn't he step into that place? Uh, be, probably because it's easier. It's easier to relinquish any res, you know, responsibility and be like, you know what, Candy, you do it. You take over. Like for instance, I'm not. I don't like finances. I I really don't like it. 
So it would be easier for me to be like, you know what, Candy, you take over finances and I'll just ask you, you know, where, um, if we have enough money in our budget to do this. And then I'm probably going to get mad when the money Mm -hmm. isn't there and Mm -hmm. be like, why don't we have this money? Uh, Obviously, Mm -hmm. I've done this before, you know, so that's why it's because we don't us as dudes, we don't want that responsibility. It's easier for us just to be like, ah, she'll handle it. So, yeah. So then that's going against God's order. So if you if the man doesn't step up and take the lead in the house and the woman's always leading then there's no order. Yeah, well, there's no order. And then what's going to happen? There's no godly order. Then what's going to happen is your your children are sponges. They're going to see this and then they're going to have issues later. So let me, let me explain something. When I talk about um, leading, like we talked about before in finances mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. me and Candy. Look it. She's way better at me or way better with finances and making money moves than I am. Now, I have to make myself responsible to, to understand our budget, to know. To, I have to be the first to know what's going on with our budget and not leaving it just on her. So it's submitting to her to say, hey, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relinquish this to you because you're way better at it. Yeah. You know, you but can obviously tell <laughs> we're doing some counseling before we would ever go to a next step. Yeah, because this definitely. is what happens when godly when you're in a godly relationship, you're not just in you're not just dating just to date. You're dating to marry. And so before you marry, you want to do some counseling and make sure that you guys are up to date. If not, there's going to be a lot of trouble yeah. after you say I do. So I, I've learned that the very hard way so i'm just saying that um that we've learned these things and of course mario's a pastor he's a godly man and so this is different for me i'm still a work in progress so what i what we did was we called some of our really good friends that had been married for a long time and guess what we facetime them and counsel and they counsel us. us We don't want to give you their names no. because then you guys are going to blow up their phones and mess up our time. Yeah. We are selfish in that area. Yes. And we want to keep them to... No. Hit us up. Hit us up if, if you need to... Um... And Irene said, Jesus is your man. You are right. <laughs> if you are single, Jesus is your man. Jesus is your husband. You are the bride. And sometimes it depends if you really want a husband. If you really want a husband, then... The Lord will bring him to you. See what happens sometimes, ladies? You get too thirsty. You need to stop getting thirsty and thirst for that everlasting water and thirst for Jesus because you're too thirsty running after these men and pursuing them. You don't let a man pursue you. A godly man will pursue you. You don't got to pursue him. Yeah. I just heard that that's not right. <laughs> you can't you can't do that. A godly man's going to come after you and God will send you a godly man. He will if you're praying for him. But sometimes you're not a wife. <laughs> you're not wifey material. Yeah, yeah. You're, you, you're, you're girlfriend material. You're girlfriend material. You ain't wifey material. You ain't wifey material. You want a husband. So what happens is you need to go through that, you know, Proverbs 31 and start looking at step up your game. Because... A, a godly man is looking for a wife. He's not looking for a girlfriend. 
Right, right. And, and we, a godly woman is looking for a husband. Yeah. We don't need no side, uh, you know, no side dude. We don't need no <laughs> no boyfriend. We, a, a godly woman is looking for a husband. And we want to answer one of the questions from Angel and Sandra. They asked, uh, could it be that godly men don't or men don't step up because it's a generational thing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, if... If that's all you've seen mm-hmm. in your household, and look at look at your family members, and look at generations yeah. going back, if that's what you saw, most likely what's going to happen is that's what you're going to be. It's just like if if you are being led, like our country is being led by Trump before it was led by Obama. And what happens is we turn into who our leaders are. So if Jesus is the lead in your life, the lead in your your finances, the lead, if he is the lead overall, then you're going to be looking more like him. So the whole thing is, could it be a generational thing? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But the word of God talks about, he says that it says this, that in him, we are new creations and that he has something new for you every morning. So yeah. it's not too late for you to find a godly man or yeah. a godly woman <laughs> or to be a godly man. You can teach old dogs new tricks. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, another thing, too, is that um, we need to understand the order of God. And it doesn't mean that I don't I don't think that men are supposed to be stepping on women, but I don't think women should be stepping on men either. So. What happens is there's this godly order. That means that it functions that way. It functions better this way. What would it be in a company where everybody's not, everybody doesn't have the same vision, everybody doesn't have the same goals, and everybody is trying to do it their own way? Right. It's not going to work. The reason why a woman submits, because she's smart, and she says, you know what? If I can agree with him and I can submit under him, then my house is going to work better. A a smart woman, a wise woman builds up her house. A foolish woman breaks down her house. And because of the goal, the goal is to win, right? The goal is to win. If I know that order wins, then I need to get in order, even if it's uncomfortable for me. So I want to win. Is it uncomfortable? Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to submit. Uh, for me, it's really hard, especially yeah. I've always had to be the lead. I've been married to ungodly men. So I, I, there's no, there was no way to submit when they're crazy or doing something ungodly. It's really hard. You're trying to submit and they do some craziness. They're cheating or they run off and just so many things. So it's hard like that. So when you actually have a godly man and then you're all like, okay, I need to learn how to submit. And he's for real. He's all like, all right, submit. You're all like, oh, it's getting real up in here. This is getting real, you know? And so it is difficult because then you're like, you're like handing over everything that you've known. Trusting. To trust everything. 
to somebody else, to another person, to this man, you're like, wait, hold on. So yeah, you need some counseling. Baby, and, I need a counseling. <laughs> I need I need counseling to go through this. Yeah. I and, need help. And us guys, we could take advantage of that. We could be yeah. like, oh, look at she's submitting, you know, we mm-hmm. see this quite a bit, you yeah. know. Uh, we don't want to take advantage. We we need to do everything in love. First Corinthians again says we need to act like men and do everything in love. Yeah. And so when we get that scripture, God is is love yes. it says in john first john it says that there is his love is perfect and there is no darkness and so because of <laughs> that i need counseling uh, we, girl me we too. all do we all need me counseling. Too, girl. um but um yeah i just wanted to say everything that we do we should do it in love men we don't have to be so brash and you know uh okay i have a good question okay I have go a ahead. Good question. Sorry, okay sorry. what is what okay if a wife you know, a wife has a godly husband and she's stepping on his toes. How can she help him? How can she support him in him taking his place? The first thing I would think is, number one, men love respect. And we, we were talking about yeah, this before. We, were talking about we, this. we want to be loved, but most of all, we want to be respected. Yeah, so respect. respected, we need to feel safe. So that's the answer. Trust. It, yeah, trust. Mm-hmm. We need to trust you and feel safe because if we are going to open up mm-hmm. and say, hey, this is the way I feel. This is the way you make me feel. Um, I have to be able to trust you with that. Mm-hmm. Even for me to open up my mouth and be like, hey, you know, this is what I was feeling. Dude, that... that Because guys aren't always, we're not in our fields that much. So for us to even open up and say something like that, I'm not saying give us a Scooby snack. I'm just saying like, dude, like, obviously we trust you with something. So use that trust. And then woman, don't go off and tell your friends or your pastor what your husband just told you. Don't do that. That's the worst thing that you could ever do because then he's not going to trust you. And I've run into it before, you know, I mean, counseling people, I've run into it before. So if your husband trusts you, unless if it's something like, you know, it's, it's something that's about to break you guys up, you're going to have to open up your mouth and go to your pastor and be like, oh, he's abusing me or, um, he has a situation that he's not going to come to counseling for. And I know this is going to break us up. You know, you're coming out for help. That's not what he's talking about. You telling somebody else. He's talking about you're with your comadres. You're drinking coffee and you're like, Hey, you know, he told me this and don't say anything, but this, you're just telling your, your husband or your boyfriend's intimate intimate thoughts intimate feelings that he only shared with you you're telling to other girls and or other women and that's not okay and if they find out and they find out you're cut off he's not sharing with you anything else so when you're why don't you talk to me babe why don't you because you blew it because you're a comadre you don't know how to shut your mouth you're always gossiping go to the gospel don't go to the gossip so you need to you need to um know how to respect your man you need to know how to not talk about him i've learned so much i've learned so much just just telling you i've learned so much single women question real quick for uh, here's a question for single women okay if the, the single woman is not pursuing a man she's not supposed the godly women where are my godly women at don't run after a man. My mom used to tell me this. A ti que te rueguen. Tú no ruegues. 
That means, yeah, she would be like, don't go beg a man. Let him come beg you. But godly women, you should not be pursuing the godly man in church. Yeah. Don't be throwing yourself at church. Don't be all of a sudden, you're over there praising Jesus, hallelujah, and fake falling out so he could catch you. Stop doing that. Do not throw yourself at a man. Do not pursue him. Let a godly man will pursue you. Now let's talk about this. And let me tell you why. Okay. So because God made us, we're, we're about the hunt. Us men are about the hunt. And think about it. When, with, with guys, this is why we love hunting. This is why we love games. This is why we love numbers. Because we love the hunt. We will not marry up a girl if she's easy access. And I'm not meaning that in a in a nasty way or anything like that. I know we're all grown-ups here, but yes, even that too. So, yeah, if you're if you're throwing yourself at, that's the worst thing that you can do. Make yourself available cuz I know some girls that go on the other end. They'll be like, I'm I don't gonna, want a man. Yeah. I don't or, want a man. I'm or like, I'm going to go to a cake decorating class and find a man. You're not going to find a dude at a date cake decorating class. <laughs> you might. He, you know, he might be refined and that's okay too. But most likely you're not going to find one there. You have to go. You have to make yourself available and put yourself out there. Not too much out there. Hey, Irene, you're not too old. Yeah. You are not too old. Yeah. That's a lie from Satan. If you really are you if you really want a godly man, God will send him to you. Just set, just pray. And if he if he doesn't if God wants you to be by yourself, he will let you know. He'll yeah. be like, Nope, you're for me and you're just gonna be for me. He will let you know. But if there's a man out there for you, he's gonna come. Yeah, and uh, Irene says she's too old for that, you know. Yeah, you, no, that's what I'm telling it's her. It's not no. true. Like, and Susanna, you're Candy's, not a hermit. Candy's 52. I, I'm not 52. I'm 42. <laughs> He's lying. And, dude, I'm tiny. We've, we've, we can't even make this up, though. No, we we couldn't we, make this up. Yeah. We One day we'll, we'll yeah, tell you the story. We're going to have to tell you the story. Now, Susanna, if you're a hermit, you got to get yourself out there. You seem like a nice, wonderful God-loving she woman. Is, she is. I've met her a few times. She's come to the church. And she's beautiful. Yeah. Quit leaving. Quit believing the lies and the whispers. <laughs> yeah. God has somebody amazing out there for you. If you're 42, 52 like candy, God has somebody out there for you. Do not give up. Just ask my cousin Erica. <laughs> my Uncle Mark has messed <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we're all we're all scared and broken. Yeah. The awesome thing is is that when you're heal first, first though. Yeah. What heal. happens? Yeah. If you yeah. jump from one relation to another without the healing, dude, God just healed us, set us free. So he's so amazing. Yeah. So I, some people be like, "Oh, it took me five years." It may not take you five years. It may take you five months. Go to God; He will heal all the brokenness, turn your brokenness into something beautiful, and baby, you will be ready. You will be ready for your godly husband. Yeah. <laughs> you, he's. That's what I'm talking about. He. Yeah. You don't even know how old I am. I know she's older than me. She's forty three. Okay, any other question? Okay, so anyways, guys are all, okay. us guys, we're made for the hunt. It, don't, women, don't make yourself so readily available. Make yourself available, but not like, you know, like, you, you need to be pursued. Yeah. Don't be the pursuer. So, if he doesn't pursue you, what? If he doesn't pursue you, he probably doesn't like you. 
He's not into you. He's not interested. If he doesn't pursue you, let's say it again. If he doesn't pursue you, he he's probably not for you and doesn't like you. He's not into you. Yeah. If you keep on throwing yourself at him, stop it. Stop because I mean he might take it. Yeah, if he's a if he's an ungodly man, ungodly man. Believe me, if it's you're dealing with an ungodly man, not driven by the Holy Spirit, believe me, he's gonna take it. Okay, so I'm just gonna leave you guys with this. I counseled this girl not too long ago. Hold on, hold on. We got another one. Uh, Lisa Morris, Mario, does a godly man feel any type of jealousy about a woman he cares about? Absolutely, of course. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I'm not going to lie. Yes, a godly man feels some type of, um, I I don't know if it's jealousy, but I would say that we're, number one, godly men are protectors and we're preservers. Now, if if the godly man, there could be like stages of jealousy. Like I've heard of dudes that like write down their like wives or girlfriends spadon or uh, you know yep. their, their miles on their car yep. and they have to do all these crazy th- you know crazy yep. things. I'm not talking about that, but what I am talking about is that I'm a preserver. I'm a, I know that I'm dating up. Like come on. I mean, Candy's a beautiful godly woman. I know that I Oh, so cute. Thank you. I know that I'm dating up. But with that, yeah, yeah, dude, I Thank you, Reina. Yeah, there are some insecurities. I'm like, dude, she's beautiful. She looks like the freaking Mexican Wonder Woman, you know, just amazing, awesome. And I'm like this short five, three and a half, you know, guy that, man, like, why would she ever? Yeah, there's insecurities. But the awesome thing is that I I was able to share those insecurities with him, with her, with him, with her. So now she knows, you know, but if it's some weird, like, no candy, like, uh, you know, I'm checking your odometer or like just weird jealousy. No, that's not God. That's not good. Red flags run the other way or allow them to confess and get some help. Yeah. Because there is help. There is help. There is. If they're very insecure, they're very jealous, they're yeah. doing that, they're checking your phone, they're doing it. Yeah. They need help. Then, they need help yeah. because maybe something happened to them. It could happen for women too. You know, you have a godly man, you've been cheated on multiple times, so okay. then all of a sudden you start thinking like, oh, he hasn't texted me back. Why isn't he texting me back? Those are insecurities that you have to deal with. And that's what we're going to be talking about next week. We're going to be talking about godly women um, because I went from totally being an ungodly woman to being a godly woman. And like all, there's probably people that will look and be like, well, she's not a godly woman. Yes, I am. God lives in me. Christ lives in me. And I'm going to tell you my journey and how I am a godly woman. And I'm a work in progress. So I should be better in a year. I should be better in five years. I shouldn't be the same as I am today. So as long as you're work, you should know God more and be more godly with time. um, With time. You shouldn't be backtracking. You should be moving forward. So I'm more of a godly woman than I was last year. And I'm even more of a godly woman than two and three years ago. And so as I'm growing in my relationship with God, I'm becoming more godly because he is changing me. He changes my heart and he changes my mind. And that's what I'm talking about. You can never go wrong with somebody that's after God because even when they mess up and do wrong, 
They go before him and the Holy Spirit convicts them. So I can trust that if Mario's doing something to me, like, or he offended me, I can trust that the Holy Spirit's going to convict them. And he'll come and tell me, you know what, Candy? I'm sorry that I offended you. I apologize. And I'm just looking at him like, what? And so for me, the Holy Spirit convicts me that I did something to Mario. And then I'm like, I'm not going to tell him sorry. But then... I know. I I fight with God for just a little bit. I'm like, I'm not going to tell him sorry. He deserved that. But then the Lord is like dealing with jerk. me. He's a jerk. <laughs> and so um, the Lord deals with me. And then I have to come and I'm like, Mario, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. But I've been better, right? I can oh, say yeah. sorry. Definitely. So now I could say sorry. And that's just all these walls that I had from past hurts are coming down. So... I am a pro at knowing what an ungodly man is. <laughs> I'm a pro. Yeah. And I can see them and I can I know that I know their tactics too. That they're all like, no, that's just the way I am. No, that's not true. You're just that's justification for your bad behavior and you can go to God. Everybody can go to God for their bad behavior and their mind can be renewed. That's Romans chapter twelve. So we're leaving you guys at that. We are going to do a special prayer. Yeah. You want to talk to them about it? Yeah, I, I'd really like for you guys, seriously. Man. All, everybody who is watching, we are asking you yeah. to join us in prayer okay. right now. We are going to be praying for two little children that went missing in Arizona. They're, they're Mario's yeah. cousins. Yeah. Children, they're, well, foster children. Yeah, they're, they're my cousins. Um, uh Anyways, they they got them for family members, mm -hmm. and they they took over to be the parents. And so last week, um, the Friday. yeah the 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 original parents, the biological, the biological parents, parents don't have custody. Yeah, don't have custody. Ended up having a, um, they tied up the social worker to a tree, stole the children, and we're praying that the safe return for the two children we're not going to give you their name i just ask that you pray for the ramirez family, ramirez family. in arizona um man it's heavy on our hearts when yes. we first heard it um if you could you could look at my cousin her name is erica ramirez she's on guys we're praying for you guys in arizona yes. we're anybody praying for that kids. has family in mexico please share this yeah, because yeah. It, it seems as if they went to the border and went over and you know we can spread the word you look out for the people and i'm gonna i'm gonna send it to all my people in paticajo and colima um, i have people in um in mexicale i'm sending mexico de f i'm gonna send it to them we have to find these beautiful children and the Lord is going to open up the gates of heaven for us to find these children yeah. so they could come home. Yeah, we're believing. We're praying. We're, we're, we're praying. Believing. We're believing for a miracle, God. I mean, just two beautiful kids, a little yes. boy, a little girl. Yes. So keep them in prayer. Guys, we love you guys. Erica, Let's pray for David. Them. Yeah, we're going to pray for them right now. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. First, we separate your name from everything. Yes. Lord. And Lord, we just ask that you bring the children's the children home safe. Yes, ask Father. that you be the peace. Um, bring peace beyond all understanding over Erica and David and their family. Lord, um, 
And we, we just ask for a safe return. Yes, Lord. Ask we ask, Lord, return. also that you would touch the parents, the biological parents right now where they're at, Lord. That you would touch their hearts, Lord. That they would turn themselves in, Father God. Yeah. I pray a hedge of protection over the babies right now, over both of them. A hedge of protection, Father God. I'm asking for a hedge of protection as the hedge of protection that you put over Job, Lord. I'm asking over them. Don't let not one hair on their head be touched, Father. I plead the blood of Jesus over these children and father we ask you you said where there's two and they agree father god that you would give what we're asking for there's more than two of us that agree father so we are asking for a miracle we're asking you lord that these children sleep in their bed soon lord bring them home and i ask that you would give erica and david and the children comfort peace and comfort that you are with them in this dark hour lord that you are the light and they need to keep their eyes fixed on you father god and out of everything lord we are going to praise you in advance because we believe lord we believe so we praise you in advance father and we thank you for listening to our prayers and in jesus name we pray Amen. Amen. All right, guys. God bless God you. God bless you guys. Hey, make sure you share. Pass out the word. Next week, we're going to be on Godly Woman. God bless you guys. Deuces. Peace out. Peace out.